Because $5, I mean, that's what I used to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. It's Friday night at 6 o'clock. It's time for the happy hour here at mutinyradio.fm. We have a really small list tonight, so we're going to start with an homage to the voice you just heard doing a fun uh, commercial. Uh, Steve Poggi has moved to Missouri, which makes us all very sad. But uh, hey, he's, he's getting so much puss out there. It's so great. Uh, this is, we're going to do some excerpts from his first CD, Felony Funny. And then we'll be right back with the shortened list of comedians tonight here on Happy Hour. But stay tuned. Uh, I, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We'll be right back after Felony Funny by Steve Poggi. Here, eyes up here. You're gonna love this next guy. Uh, next guy, he's a funny bone favorite. You're gonna dig him, guys. Give it up for Steve Poggi. Hey, keep it going for Sean O'Brien, everybody. Sean O'Brien hosting the show. The Irish guy who might have AIDS. Get his number. It's nice to see you guys. Uh, my name is Steve Poggi. It's hard, kind of hard to pronounce. Typically, when I meet somebody for the first time, I've got to be like, it's Poggi. Like a broke gangster, Poggi. <laughs> That's how exciting my life has been. It's nice to see you guys. Happy to be here, mainly because I was in Tennessee last week, and that place sucks. <laughs> yeah, you know it sucks going in. The state motto is the volunteer state. Like, what kind of welcoming is that? It's like, welcome to Tennessee. Fucking little help here. <laughs> Put on an orange vest, pick up a beer bottle, they're everywhere, we don't know what to do. It's good to be home in Missouri, the show me state, where I live in St. Louis, where we rank number one for murder and STDs. Yeah. Maybe we should stop showing people shit. Maybe that's the answer. Just pull up your pants, lock your doors, it's not working out. Nope, it burns when I pee and I miss my cousin Terry. We gotta clean it up. I'm kidding. I don't have a cousin Terry. Uh, gotta love St. Louis, right? Because of the Cardinals. Any Cardinals fans? Yeah. See, I always go to town. Every time I go to town, I'm always like, if you're in St. Louis, go and see a Cardinals game, even if you don't like baseball. Just go and listen to how the cheer changes as everybody gets drunk. It's amazing. Because right? in the beginning of the game, everyone's sober and excited. It's a good cheer. Like, let's go, Cardinals! Clapping and shit. But then about halfway through, they get a couple beers in them. Now it shortens up. Now it's just, go, Cards! Go, Cards! But by the end of it, when everyone's hammered, drunk, stumbling around, they've pissed themselves, they don't even notice. One eye doesn't open anymore. But they still cheer on the team. You'll still hear them out there, just, Birds! Right, there's a guy passed out on the field 
but he used to manage the team, so nobody says anything to him. They say, he's a sleepy La Russa. It's a disease, people. He's not stoplight, he's making some progress. Well, happy to see you guys, man. I'm a funny bone favorite. Hell yeah. I hate that title. That's kind of silly. He's a funny bone favorite. That's like saying, this next comic likes to smoke weed in the parking lot. Give it up for Westport Plaza Poge. Here he is. I like smoking weed. Don't get me wrong, weed's caused problems in my life, right? Thanks to marijuana, I no longer live at my mom's house. It's in the basement smoking a joint when I got snitched on by the tornado sirens. Didn't see it coming. I'm down there trying to live my life. All of a sudden, the family burst through the door in a panic. Look, what are you doing? Planning for the worst, hoping for the best. You want to hit this shit, Mom? Nope, all right. I'll just pack my stuff and get out of here then. Went on the internet, found a female roommate, said she worked nights. After I moved in, she told me that she was a stripper. So I told my friends that I won the lottery. I'm sure they feel similar. But it was great, man. Finally, for the first time, I got to drive to my mom's house for holidays instead of just walking up from the basement. That was an exciting change, right? One Thanksgiving, I didn't get all the way through the door. Family's already at a DEFCON 1 because there's a squirrel trapped in the chimney. Yeah. While we're sitting there trying to figure out how to get it out, my uncle just goes, let's just smoke them out. It's like, hell yeah. I started rolling them up right there, right? Like, oh, we'll get that damn squirrel. Duraflame, this is purple haze. Take a nitro, Nana. This shit's coming. One of the best parts about living with a stripper is all the cosmetic kickbacks you get, right? You get dry skin in the wintertime? Not if you live with a stripper. Hell no. She's got lotions, potions, elixirs, mixtures. Hell, she's like Harry Potter with a better vagina. You gotta find one of these. I'm serious. The only thing is, you just gotta ask before you grab a bottle of something and go to town, right? Because you could grab a bottle of something, and that bottle's got glitter in it. Come out of the bathroom twinkling, that'll fuck up a playoff game. Nobody wants to cheer next to a twinkling man. No, it's not aggressive. And she's like, let's go Cardinals! Shut up, fairy! I hate you guys. It's all right, hanging out with her. I started going to the strip club a lot. Me and my buddy Sean go to the strip club. Strip club's not a place you want to go to a lot. All right, because eventually you start to nitpick the strip club. Like the club she worked at, they had these huge TVs that they played pornography on. Wasn't even good porn. No. They had a video with four girls on a four-way dildo. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is like a fucked up version of Hunger Hungry Hippos. What is <laughs> Somebody directed this? Somebody got a loan from a bank to make this happen. Like they just walked in with a tire iron and a dream. They cut him a check. Way to go, America. Well, go to the strip club all the time with Sean. He was my drinking buddy, right? Sean's one of those guys though, like when he gets drunk, he tries to like spin whatever you say to make you sound like an idiot. Like we're sitting there having a couple beers. I'm like, hey dude, you've been dating Nicole for like four years. You guys gonna get married? Seems kind of serious. He's like, no, Steve. 
Why buy the cow when you get the milk for free? All right, what are you, an idiot? You live with a stripper, when are you going to bang her? I was like, whoa, Jesus, Sean. Well, Sean, why buy the cow when the cow brings home other cows of equal or greater value? <laughs> like, I'm not a farmer, but I can steer the herd, buddy. I'm not lonely. But living with a stripper, started to develop a little bit of an alcohol problem, a little bit of a drinky drink problem. One night, I was drinking and driving, got into a three-car car accident. It's a little embarrassing, because two of those cars were parked. <laughs> parked on a dealership's lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot of problems with alcohol, true story. I totaled both cars out for $42,000 in damage. I had to go to the dealership the next morning to sign paperwork. The owner's pissed off. I'm still kind of drunk. <laughs> We're in his office, he's yelling, cussing, throwing stuff around. I'm cool as a cucumber. I'm like, chill out, man, I've got insurance. All right, technically, I just sold two cars. I don't even work for you. I mean, I'm not making commission. Right, you're pissed off at me? Really? Eric hasn't sold anything all week. Eric, zero, drunk weird guy, two. I'll train him. Need an office secretary and a bottle of Jägermeister, but we'll train them. We'll get them on board. So heavy with the drink, and I didn't even realize that was a problem. Like, I hit inventory on a dealership. You might want to knock shit off. Fucking read a book, watch Dr. Phil, fix your problem. Not me. I was like, yeah, I was driving drunk, but I was texting, so that's kind of T-Mobile's bullshit. That ain't really my problem. But here's the thing. If you yourself ever wonder if you have a drinking problem, when a stripper tells you you need to get your life together, <laughs> your ears should perk up on that one. Mine did not. Well, I kept going. See, here's the thing, like I was always like a fun drunk, right? I was always like lampshade on the head guy, right? Just a good guy to party with. But then I started to black out real easily. That's a game changer. Because now fun lampshade on the head guy turned into four in the morning at Walmart wearing just my boxers with dried puke on my chest crying. Like, why are these prices so low? Why are they so low? I don't trust that face. Fuck you, I'm going to Target. That was Steve Poggi from Felony Funny opening up the happy hour here on Mutiny Radio, the happiest of hours. Uh, la, 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 la. We're about to get started tonight. We've got extra long sets happening from our comedians. I'm very excited. We're going to be going at least six, and then we'll see what happens. Hey, clap your hands together for your first comedian tonight. He has a show here on the station every Saturday from four to six. It's a great open mic. It's called James and Austin's Cool Show. Hey, put your hands together for James Mara! Sure. Is this the one? They, this is the one. They could be, they can all be the one. What up, y'all? Happy Cinco de Mayo. I want to start my set by speaking directly to the millions of uh, white people who have appropriated Cinco de Mayo uh, to be a day of drinking and debauchery on the ha on behalf of the black community can you guys please do the same thing for kwanzaa please <laughs> kwanzaa sucks right now guys like we love what y'all have done with cinco de mayo st patty's day 
we'd love to work with you, okay? Like, like, like how beautiful would it be if we celebrated Kwanzaa the same way we celebrate Cinco de Mayo? Like, we'd have like drunk white girls in like traditional African garb and shit, you know? There'd be happy hours and shit, 40s half off, etc. They'd be phenomenal. And guys, if you really knock it out of the park, if you really kill it, we'll let some of y'all wear blackface, okay? Just a couple. I know you'll wanna, I know you'll wanna really get into it. You guys do the mustaches with the Cinco de Mayo, like put the paint on, whatever. Like it's a fair trade for us, I think. Um, it's tough to be white nowadays, huh? I met on Twitter. I met on Twitter. In real life, it's still it's still great. It's still you know way better than anything else. But on Twitter, you guys have it pretty rough, right? On social media, like social media is the only place on earth that it's uh, it's actually the worst to be white right now. Because like the whole PC culture and everything, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like people are always making assumptions about you. You're always having to apologize and like seem non-threatening and shit. Like being a being a white person on Twitter is like is basically like being a black person in real life. It's terrible. <laughs> You know, I mean, th think about it. We have a lot in common. Like, uh, you know, you have to watch what you say on social media. Or you get attacked by the PC police and shit. Uh, and we have to watch what we say or we get attacked by the real police. It's a very, it's a very similar sort of situation. Um, people are always, uh, people are like, like white people hate black people. Like, I think that's crazy, guys. That's, I think it's insane. Because think about it, how can you hate something you used to own? <laughs> like, what's a, what's a possession that you have, Arden? Like, what's something you, you own? Uh, I have a guitar. Guitar. So, okay, so Andrew Jackson had one, he, he owned 161 black people. If you had 161 guitars, could anyone really argue that you hated guitars? Like, that would be, wouldn't that be a difficult argument? Um... White, white people love black people the way I used to love my favorite teddy bear, okay? Uh, I didn't really feed him very much. I never let him learn how to read, really. Uh, his hands were worn and always filled with cotton. The, uh, the 13th Amendment was like when, the day my dad just randomly decided I couldn't have teddy bears anymore. You know what I mean? He said it wasn't a good look. Just out of the blue, he was just like, you can't have teddy bears anymore. Said, he said it uh, made me look like uh, he said it was it wasn't a good look for a ten year old uh, boy to have a teddy bear. Said so made made me look like a faggot a little bit, which is co it's coincidence for because for all you history buffs, the Thirteenth uh, Amendment actually reads uh, slavery is for faggots. <laughs> Turns out making something seem gay is the only way you can convince the South to stop doing it. It's a woke take for for you guys. Um, have you guys noticed this new trend where uh, people say two opposite things right after each other and it's supposed to make sense? Like, has anyone ever been like, yeah, no, or no, yeah, like that kind of thing? I feel like that would be especially confusing when you're trying to establish consent. Like, officer, technically she said both, you know? This, uh, this one guy from, uh, from Stanford, a smart guy, he, he, he taught me the rules on how to navigate this sort of complicated ecosystem, he said, yeah, no means no, no, yeah means yeah, and <laughs> means uh, finger blast me behind a dumpster. <laughs> Dude's name was Brock Turner, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's talk politics for a bit. Uh, I, think, uh, I think Ben Carson's an interesting person, personally. Uh, definitely the least woke black dude out there. 
literally too he's a very sleepy man have you noticed that very always uh it looks like he took way too many ambien before going on stage uh uh, a couple months ago, he referred to uh, slaves as immigrants. He said slaves were immigrants who worked hard, hard for less. And I was like, Ben, technically you're right. You know, like a slave is a type of immigrant who did technically work for less money than the other ones. But I feel like you're leaving out some important details. You know what I mean? Like some, maybe even the most important details. Like, I feel like calling a slave an immigrant would be like if I called Rihanna Chris Brown's kickboxing partner. You know what I'm saying? She's definitely a type of kickboxing partner. Just instead of crunch fitness, she usually holds class in the front seat of a Ferrari. Um, let's see what I got here. How am I doing on time? Every time you ask, you have a minute. Okay, cool. Um, used to hang out with a lot of white kids growing up. That's how I turned out like this. Uh, but uh, I had this one white friend. Uh, he would t- he would say some crazy shit to his parents. Oh, wow. My dad's literally calling me as I tell this joke. No, I'm not going to talk to that motherfucker. You, fuck that guy. No. No, fuck my dad, dude. I, I haven't talked to him in, in many months. Uh, anyway. Anyway, there was a... Uh, so we were at... We were at my... See, this, this white kid. We were at his... Uh, he never get. He used to say crazy shit to his parents. Never got his ass beat ever. Uh, I was at his. I was at his house. Uh, his dad was like, "You should clean your room, son." And he goes, "Fuck you, dad," and walks right past him. And his dad looks at me, and I'm like, "Oh shit, what's about to go down?" Like I've seen this go awry. Uh, and his dad just goes, "Well, he's in the mood, isn't he?" And that's it. It's all that happened to this white ass kid. So I was like, "Holy shit, this is groundbreaking. This is groundbreaking news." I need to, uh, obviously I need to share this with my black friends at school. So I was hanging out with my black friends and I was like, guys, next time your dad's talking shit, next time he's tripping, just say, fuck you right to his face and like stomp past him to your room. All right. He'll respect you as a man for your honesty and it'll be extremely cathartic. Do you know what happened to those black kids? Nothing. Uh, luckily they didn't have dads. A problem in our community. All right, guys, thanks. Appreciate it. Yay! James Mara! Go to his show on Saturday from 4 to 6. It's an open mic. It's really, really fun. It's here. You're next community. You guys are you guys are stacked up with dick all night tonight. There's not a lady in the lineup. I don't know where they are. They're hiding. Clearly, but the, the, the best guys are here. Come on. Uh, you're going to love your next comedian. Put your hands together for Paul Conyers. What's up, guys? James, that was hilarious. Uh, I love a good set that teaches me something as well as makes me laugh. For example, I did not know James was black, so that was good. But then he said he hasn't talked to his dad in three months. I was like, oh, there it is. Okay. So, um, I sort of piggybacked off your dad joke, but I had it in my head when you said it. So I was like, eh, I'm going for it. Uh, Mother's Day is coming up. Are you guys going to go visit the Madre for Mother's Day? Uh, I don't know if I will. Um, so my mom, I, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I have a blind mother. She's, she's blind. And I mean, yeah, I mean like for real, not like blind to the systemic injustices of our culture. I mean, 
actually blind, like, you know, running into coffee tables, can't make heads or tails of an iPhone, just fun, quirky stuff. Um, you know, when we were growing up, she, uh, she used to confuse the Christmas presents pile with the laundry pile. Um, so I would often unwrap like a shirt that I've been looking for, for like three weeks. And you know, you play along cause you feel bad. You're like, wow, thanks mom. It's just what I have. And she's all excited. Like, yeah, Santa came and you're like, what to my school? This is my PE shirt. Yeah. I got three write-ups last week. Um, anyway, yeah, um, but we're, um, we're very close. I talk to her on the phone a lot, and um, she tells me everything. We were having a conversation a few weeks ago, and uh, it kind of like struck a nerve. She, she actually said to me, she was like, I, my, I feel like my marriage is falling apart. Uh, you know, your dad and I haven't communicated in I don't remember how long. And I mean, you know, that's tough for a son to hear. Like when I think about the family that my parents built and everything that they've been through. And the fact that my dad died 13 years ago, I'm like, man, someone needs to tell her, uh, this is getting ridiculous. So our siblings, we drew straws and I was like, shit, it's me. So I peppered it in last time I left, uh, her house. I was like, Hey mom, thanks. Great meal. That was delicious. Couldn't eat another bite. I don't know what you do with pork tenderloin, but it should be in a cookbook. Anyway, your husband's dead. I'd better run. 80 is going to be a parking lot. And Oh, are, are you crying? Well, wipe those tears away. I've got a present for you. It's a vase. You're going to want to hang on to it. I would not, uh, I would not go hawking this one at a garage sale next month. Uh, what's that? Does it open? It technically opens. I would not open it. <clears throat> it it holds the remains of my father just in case I wasn't driving that point home. Um yeah, it's an urn. Yeah. Yeah, well, I know, but I mean if I say urn then it, you know, it's kind of Um <clears throat> anyway, now that I know that doesn't work. Um you know, I was driving yesterday and I saw something that I haven't seen in a while. I saw a, the car in front of me had one of those Transformers emblems. Do you guys remember those? Those are like those are like the the tramp stamp of the automotive world, I feel like. You know, because like in 2002, you were like, oh, this will be cool forever. Um, the weird thing, though, is that, you know, I've... I've seen a lot of those emblems in, in real life, but I, I've always only seen them on piece of shit cars, which is odd because I watched like one and a half of those movies and those are cool cars. You know, they've got like sleek, sexy Camaros or shiny, badass big rigs. Like, I do you really think the, you know, the Autobots are going to be recruiting for your 97 Camry? You know, I mean, what, what does it transform into a tool shed? Like... And, you know, it doesn't matter every time that, you know, it's time to go fight the Decepticons, your battery's dead. So you got, they got to like, you know, hook the jumper cables up to Optimus Prime's nuts. And he's like, all right, shoot it up. And so I think you're, I think you're staying back at base. I don't even think like your car gets a cool name because, you know, those cars, the, the, the Transformers, you know, they have awesome names. Like, you know, I am Optimus Prime. This is Bumblebee and Ironhide. And that's Greg. Greg does a super job answering the phones. And Greg's like, hey, Optimus, you mind if I tag along with this one? He's like, oh, you're a nice guy, Greg, but I can't have you out there with expired tags. Maybe we can talk about this later when all four of your doors match. <clears throat> anyway, I'm not going to ask how I'm doing on time because I know the rules. Um, 
So uh, back to uh, why I don't want kids. Uh, I wasn't talking about that, but I don't want kids. Um, I don't want kids because uh, I enjoy watching things that I like watching on TV and kids are notorious for robbing you of that joy. Um, but yeah, I like I got a taste of it growing up because I'm like five years older than my little siblings and I had to watch them uh like during summer vacation, um, my mom was there, but you know, they were little kids. So it's always good to have a extra set of eyes around, particularly ones that weren't as milky as hers. And so, uh, I would watch them and we would, we would watch uh, a little show every single day. It was called blues clues. I, you guys, I'm sure remember it. Yeah. You remember blues clues. It was an okay show. Um, I had a couple problems with it. One is I thought it set very unrealistic expectations for how fun getting the mail would be. Um, not as enjoyable as Steve made it out to be because every time it was time to get the mail, he would do this like cool dance. Like here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. And then he'd sit in this big comfy couch and this mailbox would like come into him and like, Hey, Steve mails here. And he'd open it up and he'd be like, it's a letter from our friends. And then it would just be like this video of these kids like, Hey Steve, we're making macaroni necklaces or something. And you know, that was, that was great, but that's not how real mail works. Like I wanted him once during the show to just get like a real adult letter where it's like, it's a letter from our friends. And it's like, hi, Steve, it's MasterCard again. You need to pay the minimum payment. Okay. We've been very liberal with you so far, but you have to make this payment. I don't care that quote, your salt and pepper shakers had a baby. We do need that money. (laughs) That seemed like an appropriate timing for that. Um, anyway, yeah, no, fuck kids, fuck Nick Jr. Um, what do I want to finish with? Uh, so, all right, uh, I'm in a safe space. Let's go dark. Uh, so I was, uh, I was traveling a couple months back and I was at the airport and security like takes forever, right? We all know it and expect it, but this was apparently news to the woman that was ahead of me. So she was like getting very impatient, just giving very audible sighs, kind of popping her bitchy little hip and she turned to her friend and I'm not making this up she turned to her friend and she goes "Ugh, I feel like we're waiting to get on a train to Auschwitz and I was like well that's kind of a distorted view of history don't you think that the worst part of the holocaust was the lines (laughs) that's like saying the worst part of the civil rights movement was the wet clothes like ugh." I guess I'll just go home and change. Oh, are those German shepherds? I am so not a dog person. No, I, I mean, I'm just saying that I've, I've seen my share of like history channel. I've never watched that footage from Poland where the Jew sticks his head out of line. It's like, Hey guys, come on. Can we, come on. You know, we're an impatient people. The Nazis like, sir, we're doing everything we can. Please be patient. And he's like, well, you know, can we move it along? I'd like to be a victim of genocide today for crying out loud. I feel like I'm waiting in the security line to fly domestic. All right. Well, that's it for me, guys. Thank you so much. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Bogonyers! Way too good looking not to have kids, but at least I hope he donates sperm. Yay! Make your 80 bucks by... You really, your tall, pretty jeans need to move along in some lesbian couple's lovely life. I'm telling you... Uh, your next comedian, I, you know, 
maybe we shouldn't put his sperm in the spank bank, but he is <laughs> an hilarious guy. Uh, and all the way from the South, here to enlighten your minds, everyone. It's Matthew Banks. <laughs> Oh, what's up, guys? How you doing? I love untangling the mic cord before I start. I'm obsessive about them. Whatever. Oh, shit. Yeah, I can't even donate to the sperm bank regardless. If you're a redhead, can't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They won't take it. So I've been jerking off for years practicing and um, <laughs> can't do it. But anyway. Yeah, uh, oh man, I can't stop eating, man. I can't stop eating sugar. It's fucking brutal, man. It's like, not for your skinny ass. He can eat whatever the fuck he wants and he's fine. Smoke all the weed he wants, contaminate the air. It's fine. But yeah, just like, oh my God. It's like it's like booze for me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm addicted. Like I was pacing around in the Chevron the other day, like a psycho, like <laughs> trying not to get a hostess muffin. But I'm just like fighting the urge, like, God damn it, I got it. Ah, oh. I, I lost the battle. I ended up getting it. If you talk to some people, they're like, well, if you, just go, if you just go without it for a while, like you'll taste something sweet and you just won't like it. Like it'll be too sweet for you. I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. I gave it up for a year and a half one time and I ate a cake and came. Uh, <laughs> like... I don't want to, my knees buckled, <laughs> like, as soon as it went in my mouth. I, I can't stand people that talk stupid shit like that. Oh, man. It's mostly skinny people. Skinny people. And I, 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 like, only, uh, I only eat it, like, alone. I'm too ashamed to eat it in front of people. And because if I, if I, like, eat one donut, like, it's going to be bad. It's going to be, it's going to be real bad. There's going to be at least 12 after that. And uh, you can't do that in front of people. It's shameful. I, I only do it in the dark. Alone, in the dark, watching some really depressing shit on Netflix. Uh, I don't know. Just telling myself. Had a show last night in uh, Livermore. It was a lot of fun. Lots of fun out there. Lots of crazy people. They weren't nearly as like politically correct here, so I kind of went down some roads I wouldn't normally go down. That <laughs> was a lot of fun. Oh, man. So uh, I'm from Mississippi originally and i had no idea how much racism comforts me <laughs> oh my god i had no idea until i went home after being here for a while i got off the plane and there was a black and white couple and they had this beautiful kid and this white lady walks by me she said look matthew it's a half and half i was just like what the fuck i am finally home um it was really weird. Most people are just like, home is where the heart is. I'm like, no, not for me, man. Home is where the hate is. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like if Hitler were to sing me a lullaby, like I'd be really conflicted, but I would probably go to sleep. It's really weird. Uh, and San Francisco, what a, what a strange place. People, you move here, and if you don't like it, they try to convince you that it's a great place. They're like, what about, what about the Golden Gate Bridge? It's fucking beautiful. I'm like, what, the suicide capital of the world? <laughs> like, get out of here with your shit. And like, what about the nature? You can go on a hike. I'm like, I've lived in very few places you couldn't drive 30 minutes and go on a hike. <laughs> like, don't try to convince me with that bullshit. That's not a good argument. And then you get here, and... Uh, 
It's funny because San Francisco's got like the best reputation of any city in the country. Like I'm not even joking. Everybody thinks it's a great place. You know, they're kind, loving, they accept everyone. Doesn't matter if you're gay, doesn't matter if you're trans, what race you are. And I was like, fuck, man, that sounds like utopia. <laughs> like, I can't wait to get there. And I was here for five days and I saw right through that shit. <laughs> like, you can't hide racism from a white guy from Mississippi. <laughs> like, I fucking sniffed it out like a hound dog. And so I was like, I got to do some research so I can argue more efficiently. <laughs> and um, I looked it up. Did you know that San Francisco is five percent black people five percent like i was just like you have never even given racism a chance uh, i can't i can't believe this how can you claim to be open-minded and progressive when you you don't have black people like at all like i think the number one component of uh racism is uh races uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> i think in order to have that you gotta have more than one race Oh, man. I feel like uh, San Francisco's relationship with black people is like my relationship with beautiful women. It's a fantasy. Um, nothing but a fantasy. Oh, I miss my black friends. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, um, had a date last night. Guys, I, I did. I took this girl out, man, spent $263. I was like, there's no way this is not going to work because money always gets them, right? And I was, man, we had a great time. I'm taking her home, and she's like, oh, I don't think this is going to work. Like, we're too good of friends. But I don't get it. You're such a great guy. You're funny, and you're smart. I don't see why you can't get a date. I was like, we are on a date. <laughs> right now <laughs> and you're rejecting me that's like beating the shit out of a 12 year old <laughs> I, like i just don't understand why you can't beat me up uh you just got your purple belt <laughs> in karate um doesn't make any sense um uh, i've never been hit on by a gay dude and i feel kind of insulted from being here in san francisco i would like to know that i at least have a chance <laughs> you know <laughs> Like, gay people are probably my favorite people in the world. They're the funniest people on, on earth, <laughs> like, literally, especially, like, gay black people. Oh, my God, I love them. But, uh, yeah, I just feel like I, I, feel like I, I put gay people in the friend zone as well. <laughs> um, it's, I never knew that was possible, but I would, like, I would at least like to know that I had a chance. Uh, all right, guys, thanks a lot. That's all I got. Matthew Banks, $263 poor and still no pussy. $263 on a date. I've never had a dude ever spend that much money on me, and I've been in a relationship for almost four years now. Yay. <laughs> do dudes do that for ladies? You guys spend all that money? What, are you taking her to the fucking house of prime rib? What's going on? Everybody clap wildly for Matthew Banks. Yay. He's so funny. He's super funny. Hey, Arden, let me smoke some of your pot. Bring it in here. Just to let everybody else know, I shouldn't have, maybe, I don't know, I don't know. He's a, he's, he's a, that's a fake name. Um, I'm also, I've got uh, treats today, guys, and I'm a genius. They're fig, walnut, and then they're rolled in coconut. And, uh, and then I also have uh, caramel-dipped marshmallows. Uh, those, are, those are delicious. So if you guys want any edibles, I'm in here, I have those. Yeah. Oh, pff, what a packet. They're all the same to me. <laughs> 
They're just like the comedians. Just kidding. Every comedian is different. They're all special darling snowflakes. All these young boys that were just never paid attention to in junior high are all here. Yay! You're going to love your next comedian. He's a funny, funny man. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Zachary Foster! Keep it going for all the comics who just left. Woo! Yeah! This room, I really feel like I'm in San Francisco in this room, you know? It's like all white people, including the one dude who claims he's black. There's just like fuck Uber t-shirts on a table. There's a fucking homeless dude smoking weed. This is just San Francisco right here in a nutshell. Shitty art. Wow. Actually, I recently graduated from the uh, San Francisco Comedy College. Yeah, give it up for the SFCC. This is the most prestigious comedy college on the western half of downtown Tenderloin, okay? But next door is, I think, the only corner store in the entire city where you can get fried chicken, donuts, and hepatitis C. All in the same place. I was I went up to the store man. I was like, "Where's the tuberculosis?" He's like, "Aisle two, top shelf." Yeah. Woo. I um. I love I love uh, uh, um watching movies at home because I love farting. You know, my wife. I'm married, by the way. My wife always wants to watch the movies in the theaters, which is really annoying because, like, in the theaters, you have to like, you know, you have to hold in your farts. You fart like once. You have to time it for when there's an explosion, you know? There'll be a bomb ticking. It'll be like, three, two, one, I fart, and then the bomb doesn't explode. Like, this is bullshit. All those people were supposed to die so that I could fart. You know the average person farts 20 times a day. It's like, yeah, this is true. I I heard this. uh, I, I read this on a tweet. It's a, it's a truth. Th- uh, finally, you know, finally, I'm above average at something, you know? Um, I love going to the dentist because I love getting flossed. That's really the only time in my life where I ever get within like three inches of a woman's breasts. Really, getting flossed is really, it's almost like getting a hand job, okay? You know, it happens to me like once every six months. Like, I'm way better at doing it myself than other people are doing it to me. And then at the end, I'm always like bleeding profusely. I told that to my wife. She's like, you're full of shit. You get a hand job once every 12 months. And you do get within three inches of my breasts whenever I ask you to carry my bag. Why well, and the tip jar, cash only. Have you guys noticed this? The homeless people in San Francisco are accepting Venmo payments. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like... True story. A, a buddy of mine, a Syrian Arab friend of mine, he recently m- relocated to San Francisco, and you know he's he's been acclimating really well. He's like, my number one problem is ISIS. Number two problem, gluten. Number three problem, immigrants are destroying this country. He, but you know, sometimes he doesn't get everything. Like he, you know, he's, he, he screws up sometimes. Like he uses the quotation marks gesture, you know, for emphasis. He's like, gender equality is really important. I'm like, I'm like he's like the Holocaust. He's like, I heard the Holocaust happened. I'm like, dude, I heard you're a refugee. 
I, th- I do like San Francisco. It's a great city. It's so open. Every, every, you know, it's so everyone's so warm and welcoming and friendly and gay and lesbian and bi and and they, 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 but they, sometimes they take it too far. Like you know, on the signs that the, there's like the bakery, 24th Street, and 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 Valencia. It's like all races, genders, colors, welcome. Actually, with I wish Chipotle would get on board with this. It would be like Chipotle, transgenders get double meat for free. It's like I've always thought about becoming a woman, but now I would finally have a good reason to. Huh. Have, have you guys, I, I, you know, sometimes people just wear shorts no matter what temperature it is. Have you noticed these people? It's winter time. They're wearing shorts. I'm like, dude, you're wearing shorts in the winter time. What do you wear in the summertime? I mean, like, it's like maybe you have like a fan strapped to your genitalia that like fans your genitalia on the command of an Amazon Alexa Echo. It's like, hey Alexa, my genitalia are overheated. Sorry, I didn't get that. He's this guy's like, huh, got the joke. <laughs> What's your name? Scott. Scott. Every group of San Francisco people, there's always like one old dude. Have you noticed that? <laughs> like wherever you are, there's like the one guy who just like, he's just still chilling. No, it's mad respect, man. We'll have to keep that up. Speaking of being married, I've been getting into Tinder lately. Yep. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, well, I got a, a nine months of comedy, and I have like three minutes of material, man. This is pretty pretty gangster right here. Five, you're fine. five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I love San Francisco. I love the people. I think, you know, there's like, in San Francisco, there's like, wherever you go, it either smells like weed or it smells like piss, you know? Sometimes it smells like both. There's a dude taking a piss while smoking a joint. Like, that's the best. You got to find those spots. And because of the hills, the weed, it just, it just stays there. Like, it doesn't, there's just some streets where it just always smells like weed. You know? It doesn't go anywhere. Like my room. Um... All right, guys, Zach Foster, thanks so much. Zach Foster! You finished at exactly six. You did great. Yay, everybody, Zach Foster, yay! Uh, hey, just so you know, um, you know the band Fog Hat? They're from San Francisco or whatever, and you know what a fog hat is? A fog hat is when you smoke pot in a room for so long that like the, the fog gets down around your heads and everyone's wearing a fog hat. Get it? He's so high. <laughs> uh, thanks to Arden uh, Marchetta for uh, helping me medicate during the show because it is so important. Your next comedian, man, we all should medicate before we see his wonderful, edgy work. Uh, he pushes the boundaries of all people. And uh, it's good. And I enjoy him so much because he's unique and amazing. Everybody, clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Ken Suzuki! Thank you, Pam, for that new intro. Keeping things fresh, switching up, I like it. And thank you to this beautiful crowd here. I feel like Maria Bamford in the special, special, special right now. Beautiful feeling. Oh, uber shitty. Uber. Some of these jokes I may have already used to get on to get a spot in this mic. Uber. The ironic 
the ironically named mode of transportation for the Unter mention. Oh. Anyway, so I went to a. I like how you were afraid, Pam, that Arden would be uh, uh, ID'd in uh, the fact that he smokes weed. When you name all of us before we get up and spout the shit that's about to come out of my mouth. So anyway, I was at a Chinese restaurant the other day, and boy, do they taste delicious. No, seriously, I was on the fence when it came to cannibalism, but who knew? Nothing tastes better than the spilled blood of innocent chinks. Fun fact about the Chinese. Did you know that when they play Monopoly, they only collect the railroads? People that tell you, uh, people that tell, that say that you should do what you love are just fucking, den are denying people the opportunity to, to discover the joy of hate fucking. <laughs> anyway, sex toys, they've evolved. We've got, they've evolved, haven't they? They're becoming artisanal now. Uh, but the same old rule always applies. Sex toys, no matter how good they are, they do not make good hand-me-downs. Yes. They're a one-generation product written on the packaging, not meant to be used as a family heirloom. All right, grandma's crystal butt plug accompanies her into the other land when she passes like an Egyptian pharaoh taking their cats. Yeah, heaven may be a party, but you gotta bring your own, to your own toys if you wanna play. Nobody rides for free in this world. Just the universal truth. Just the universal truth. Like Mama always said, the way to a man's heart is through his prostate. Apparently, I'm not a real man, or no woman's been able to find my heart. They have been able to find my dick, though, and who knew? Through my nose. They found my dick, uh, but after that much coke, I couldn't fuck him anyway. Oh. I loved, I really appreciated two Holocaust jokes that went on today. They're great. Holocaust, or holla hoax, am I right, guys? Come on. Oh, I'm going to make a great parent. I am. One of these days. I mean, right now, I, all I can say, I only have one kid uh, in every state. But uh, that's a bad joke. I don't have one kid in every state. I only have one kid. I, I have changed my name about 50 times, though. That's a child support avoidance joke. <laughs> and what can I say? Hey, I'm pro-choice. She chose wrong. But it aligns per perfectly with my principles on parenting. My philosophy on parenting has always been this. A cynical child is a happy child. You can never disappoint your children when they've learned to expect nothing from you. You got three new jokes. It's awesome to come to open mic. Three new jokes that you want to work out. And every comic in here has already heard them. <laughs> After, because you've said them all in the beginning. It's beautiful. I do wonder though, why no comic? Like comics, we kill ourselves a lot, right? 
Wouldn't it be hilarious if we actually tied a noose out of our microphone cord? That's like meta. It's ironic. And then, dare I say, edgy as fuck. <laughs> Not only that, but using a microphone cord over a conventional rope to tie a noose will just break your neck. It has another benefit. It gives you time to come. Yeah. A little autoerotic asphyxiation there, boys. A little autoerotic asphyxiation. Why not end your life on a high note and come as you go? Yeah, that's called a pun. Pun. One of these days, you'll learn. Five months deep, one of these days, like, I made a pun. Oh, my God. Where's my special? Ah. With as much as we use our mouths all the time, you'd think we'd have more groupies as comics. Not because we talk all the time, but you'd think we'd have really developed jaw muscles and we could go down on a bitch for hours, right? I mean, can they not see? Oh, look at these guitarists. They can get those finger-banging skills. Woo, throw panties at the musicians. When that guy's got the... Uh, I'm just spitballing at this point. Mutiny Radio F. Mutiny Radio. Oh, speaking of Chinese people, fuck Edley. Now, that's just in. I just threw that in. That's called pandering. So what you do is you grasp your straws and you throw something at the audience on a topic you know, on something you know they're going to hate, and they bite. Bit right there. Anyway, you guys think that Trump would be a more popular president if you had phrased it, uh, grab them by the means of production? You have all been wonderful. Kid Suzuki, everyone! Hooray! Grab them by the means of production. That's like my new favorite communist joke. Yay! That's the best political joke I've heard all week. All right. Yay, Ken Suzuki. Yay, Yay everybody tonight for being here and hanging out and being a good audience to each other. And uh, and everything's cool. Uh, your next comedian is filming. So if you could clap really big so that he looks like a star on like the YouTubes or whatever he's going to use it for. Or like for, you know, because like he's probably going to use it for something like trying to apply for something. So. Pretend that you're not comedians and that you're real people and you're going to enjoy the jokes so much of your next comedian. Clap your hands wildly together for Scott Henry Hopkins. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I know the audience here is, is small, but the uh, radio audience is humongous, right? It's giant. Uh, so maybe I want to tell them, you know, they can't see me. I want to tell them a little what I look like. Uh, I don't want to brag, but uh, a couple weeks ago, somebody said I look like George Clooney. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool, right? And then uh, a week ago or so, somebody said I look like Justin uh, Timberlake. Yeah. And just yesterday, somebody said I look like Brad Pitt. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't it great what strippers will say if you give them enough cash? Hey, isn't that how Fox News works? Cash? Yeah. Anyway, so, so what does Mick Jagger, hey, I've got a question for you, Mr. Suzuki Motorcycle. What does uh, Mick Jagger, uh, Roger Ailes, 
Bill O'Reilly and Donald Trump have in common? Okay, dings clicking, that's a good answer, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. When was the last time you heard of a 79-year-old man becoming a father? What? Jagger, yeah, exactly, 79 years old, became a father. Thank you, Viagra, right? When was the last time you heard of a 79-year-old man being fired for sexual harassment? Ailes. Ailes, exactly. Roger Ailes, 79 years old, got fired from Fox News. And of course, Bill O'Reilly, a young 67, got fired as well. I think they're both saying, I salute you, Viagra, right? So, but let me ask you this, Donald Trump, did Viagra give Donald Trump the cockiness to run for president? Are those angry tweets that he sends at 3 a.m., is that him or the Viagra talking? Warning, if you have an erection that lasts more than four years, Donald Trump, go see a doctor. Do not run for re-election. Okay, yeah, that was a big thing with the radio audience. I know up here it was a little quiet, but uh, yeah. So I am from Oakland. Cheap rent, plenty of parking. And when you sign a rental agreement there, you get a free medical marijuana prescription. How cool is that? Yeah, love that Oakland, yeah. Yeah, let's hear it for, yeah. And I'm a Raiders fan, and of course the Raiders are leaving Oakland, which is understandable because most of the res Oakland ra residents, when they see us Raider fans, they think of us like a, we're a bunch of losers, right? So, uh, but it's weird when I come to San Francisco, I'm wearing my Raider gear, you know, all of a sudden I notice people are kind of looking at me sideways. They're kind of crossing the street to get away from me. They're asking me if I sell drugs, you know. How cool is that? <laughs> so, yeah. So I don't sell drugs while I'm on stage, no. Little known fact, Oakland is actually a wonderful place to break into the entertainment industry. Yeah. They're always making TV programs there, like they made Cops. America's Most Wanted, To Catch a Predator, Dancing with the Cellmates, uh, Real Housewives of the Oakland City Jail, just to name a few. So uh, anyway, what were we talking about? Dating, yeah. Dating, no? You, you're a handsome young man. I'm not gay though, no. But good. Are you, what's your name? Chris. Chris, okay. Well, nice to meet you, Chris. So anyway, I'll get back to dating. I don't know. That's my crowd work. <laughs> I don't know what else to do with that. So let's go back to um, dating. Internet dating? Anybody? Chris, do you internet date? No? You, you're married. Well, I internet date, and I tell it's terrible. It's like I pay $20 a month just to feel like a loser. You know, these women, I couldn't date them. You know, when we were all 20, they wouldn't date me. When we were all 30, they wouldn't date me. When I, we were, now we're all over 50, they're a bunch of cougars. I have to use uh, my high school yearbook picture just to get them to message me. How crazy is that, right? And I know, I know partly, I finally realized part of my problem with dating is that I just don't know the rules, so I've learned some of the rules. Like I know that no means no. I know that it's not you, it's me, means it's you. I'm still not sure what a restraining order means. You look like you know what a restraining order is. No? 
<laughs> okay, that's a good one. Uh, that reminds me, you know, um, that's a very good, thank you. That's a great comeback. So I don't know if you know, like a French election, they're electing a new president. And, to, and you know, it's interesting, the guy running for president of France, so probably the front runner, him and his wife are 25 years apart in age. And Donald Trump and Melania are 25 years apart in age. So, but the difference is that Trump is 25 years older than Melania, and the French president is 25 years younger than his wife. How about that? Might be a weird kind of awkward if they get together, right? Will they have the adult table and the kitty table? I don't know, because it's a bit, anyway. So Donald Trump, a lot of people don't know this. They think he's against immigration, but he's not against the immigration of hot supermodels. No. Especially if they're willing to do jobs that Americans won't do, like marry Donald Trump. <laughs> so um, anyway, it is Mother's Day coming up. And so I like to remember my mother who's dead for the purpose of this joke. Um, she was nice. Uh, she was very uh, law-abiding, which was good. Uh, she gave me life in a time when abortion was illegal. So thank you, Mom. Thank you for not breaking the law. That's my time, and thank you, Mutiny Radio. Scott Henry Hopkins. Hilarious politics, yes. Yes, being topical. Scary 45 times. Pretty wife. Fake boobs. Your next comedian has a great show here on the station every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight. You can listen to High Time, Story Time. You can get all of them together. Now on Amazon, all put together. You guys are going to love his jokes right now. Hey, clap your hands wildly for Arden! Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Mutiny. Hey, Ken, how's it going, man? I, I got I to gotta bust your chops for a second on some grammar shit. Um, I think your joke uh, where you say you have one kid in every state, you should say I have one kid in each state. Beow, beow, beow. Thank you. Thank grammar you. Nazi. Oh, beow, beow, beow. Shots fired. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, no, I was just going to do some real shit until I find the funny in it. So, uh... I, as everybody knows, I am clinically depressed and have a general anxiety disorder. And uh, one contributing factor to that is that when I was 16, uh, my mother tried to off herself twice. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I look back and I'm like, that's kind of funny. Because uh, the way she tried to do it was uh, she drank a whole bunch of gin and uh, downed my Claritin prescription. And I'm like, bitch, how bad are your allergies? Come on. Uh, no, but yeah, that, that, that was a thing. But uh, you got to look at the bright side. It's just uh, here I am, God, what is it, 17 years later? And just killing it as a barista slash comedian slash soon-to-be homeless person. Uh, you know, just living the San Francisco dream. Loving it. Oh, God. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if you can't tell, I haven't seen my therapist this week. Uh, 
<laughs> no, I kid. I saw him this week. He's doing good. Uh, you know, I'm <laughs> I, I'm looking at your promotion here, Pam, and it's uh, you got what is it? One one for twenty, two for thirty. Uh, if I give you five bucks, can I get three? No. Ah, oh, damn. I used to work in marketing and advertising, and you know, progressive promotions. You just gotta scratch your head sometimes. Where's the break even? Because uh, this promotion just doesn't. When you step it up to a far enough level, uh, it becomes Scientology. Uh, yeah, that's that's why I left marketing. It, it really has become Scientology because we're all believing a lie, which is that the numbers make sense. But uh, that that's a whole nother rant from my uh, late night podcast, which you can listen to on Muni Radio. Uh, it's 10 to midnight, the night space, uh, where I have hilarious comics on. Uh, and I had Jeremy on this week. And Jeremy, he, he is a fascinating dude. I love that dude. He is amazing. And it's like the odd couple, the two of us, sitting next to each other. He's real tall and imposing, and I'm short and effeminate. Uh, <laughs> and and it, the hair's not helping right now. I, I know, the hair's awesome. I, I feel like if I shave off the beard and I go to El Rio, I might have some luck. Uh, but it's, it, this is, I've had this problem my whole life, even when I had short hair, the, the, the feminine, weak look. And uh, up, until I, up until like the day before I graduated from high school, my uh, report card had me listed as female. Yeah. And every semester I went down to my guidance counselor, I was like, fix this shit. And she goes, okay. And I get my next report card and it's like, Arden, you're failing this class. Yeah, but that, I'm not upset about that F. It's the F at the top of the thing that indicates that I'm female. That's, that's the one I'm upset about. Oh God. You know, I wasn't very good with the ladies in high school at all. Uh, if you can guess, I, uh, and it, it didn't help that I, you know, everyone, everyone knows I'm delusional and I'm a little paranoid, but this time there really was a conspiracy. Uh, there was a whole pack of girls in high school that had gotten together and decided they were never going to date me ever Just to the day they died. Never. And they told this to me, to, to my face, like you, I already had low self-esteem. You're not helping. Jesus. Uh, but a couple of girls took pity on me. And uh, I had some good sloppy makeups. Uh, every, everyone always makes the jokes about uh, marching band, right? And band camp. No, it's not band camp where you hook up. Band camp, is, it's, too, uh, it's too fucking hot. Uh, it's Jersey summer. It's 90 degrees. Uh, but no, uh, you, you hook up on the way to and from football games in the band bus. And you haven't lived till you've dry humped through two marching band uniforms, long underwear, and denim jeans. Uh, because it's fucking winter in New Jersey. It's goddamn cold. Uh, but yeah, that, that was some hot groping action. Uh, yeah, that, that, was, that was some good stuff. Um, yeah, God, my sex life. Jesus Christ. Uh, I remember losing my virginity. Because it, it was her first time too. And, uh, you know, it had to, it had to be special. Uh, or so they say. So we're there in her apartment and, uh, and, uh, we're hot and sweaty and, uh, she's going, I, I, I don't know about this. I don't, I don't think that's going to fit. And I go, baby, it's designed to fit. It's going in there. And she goes, I don't know. I'm really sore. I'm tired. Can we just, just stop? And you go, fine. I'll return the bed frame to Ikea, but can we at least fuck on it first? I mean, seriously, 
gonna make me stop now. I got the thing all together, and now I gotta break, disassemble it. And return. I've, I've taken it too far. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, he gets it. Uh, can't guess it. No, speaking of uh, Holocaust deniers, uh, they, they, uh, we were talking about it at Urban Farm the other night. Uh, your personal 9-11, right? Like, what's your personal 9-11? Because, uh, you know, uh, I lived through 9-11, and I grew up in New Jersey, so it was kind of close proximity. I, I, it wasn't, I lived across the river and I saw it. It was, you know, I lived inland, but, like, families around me were impacted because people lived and worked in New York. Uh, Anyway, that's a long way of saying my personal 9-11 uh, was when Hostess went bankrupt uh, and then got rescued uh, because something sneaky happened during that bailout because Twinkies don't taste the fucking same. They don't taste the same. Take this from a guy who loves his junk food. Oh, God, I miss my childhood Twinkies. Can't they bring back the original formula? It really... It, uh. So, door slam. Hey, what's going on, man? Not a whole lot. I'm ranting about the fact that Twinkies aren't Twinkies anymore. Twink, well, Hostess went bankrupt in 2012, right? But they were bailed out by the union. Some, some weird shit happened. And, but all of a sudden, Twinkies don't taste the same. And, and they must have changed the recipe and really pissed about it. Uh, because I fucking love my childhood Twinkies. And maybe it's the nostalgia thing. Maybe it's the Bears Stay Bears being spelled A-I-N instead of E-I-N. You know, maybe it's that bullshit. The Mandela effect. Uh, and, you know, I totally get that. Because I thought Mandela was dead back in the 80s. But, you know, uh, then current events. And, uh, yeah. Uh, no, I watched the news religiously. It is scary. Uh, I found out that uh, there was this doctor trying to help this couple conceive. And he ran a DNA test because sometimes he was having so much trouble he couldn't figure it out. So he goes, maybe they're distant cousins. And you never know. Sometimes this happens. Uh, so he ran DNA tests, and no, it wasn't distant cousins. It was uh, fraternal twins. Yeah, fraternal twins. And, and you're going, how? And I'll tell you, it's a tragic story. Uh, it turns out the parents died in a car crash when they were infants. They became wards of the state. The state split them up, gave them different last names, never told them they had a sibling. They met in college over drinks one night. You know, like, oh, my parents are dead. Oh, my parents are dead. I grew up in foster care. I grew up in foster care. Let's fuck. Okay. Then they got married. They decided to try and have kids, but they couldn't have kids. And this is, this is the end result. We cut cups to now. Uh, so how do you, how horny do you have to be to ignore all the red flags? Like, you know. The fact that they had the same birthday, like that everyone always said, you guys look real similar. And uh, the fact they cried every time they had sex. Uh, what I'm saying is we need better porn in our school system because if they just had the incest porn, they would have said, this looks familiar. Anyway, that's been my time. I've been Arden. I've also been quite medicated. Uh, thank you, Pam, for the treat. And uh, enjoy my show on Wednesday nights. And also, please, yes, I am a whore. Go on Amazon. But uh, check me out through ardencomedy.com. That's A-R-D-I-N. Thank you. Arden, everyone. Yay! He's building his brand because he knows what the fuck he's doing. Your next comedian has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> no, he's darling, uh, young man who's very, very funny, and I'm, I'm glad that he's joined us back in the scene. He's everywhere, everywhere. I see him all over town. Clap your hands together in a slappy-like motion for Chris Vialta. You know, I'm, I'm really like learning something right now. It's that 
your body doesn't give a fuck about you. You know that? Because I've been running on like like a fuck about ambition because like I haven't slept. I haven't been sleeping very much the past couple of weeks. And like my eyes like twitching because it like wants to fucking like fucking close. So it's like this little man like pushing it down. But I'm like my ambition's like, no, fuck you. Stay up. It's so fucking insane. Your body doesn't care. I don't like that. That evolution that you need sleep. I feel like sleep is the stupidest thing. I feel like we should evolve from that. I feel like we should put all our problems aside and figure out this sleep thing. Like, don't worry about racism and Trump and all that stuff. Let's figure out this sleep shit, and then we can worry about it. Then we'll have more time to fight that stuff. I don't know. I think that's fucking a good idea. <laughs> um, I don't know, I'm just off the top. I don't know what I want to do. I'll just do something I've never done. I'll do some impressions. I've done impressions, but that's a lie. I like impressions. I really do. Here's my impression of uh, Michael Jackson. That's it. He's dead. He's not making any noises right now, you know what I mean? It's very similar to my impression of Carrie Fisher and David Bowie. You could do them all, really. <laughs> They're pretty easy to do. Um, what else do I have? Uh, here's my impression of a, uh, of a racist person. <clears throat> I'm not racist, but uh, that's it. <laughs> that's not very good. Okay, I'll, I'll pick it up. Here's my impression of Wolverine. The superhero fisting a guy. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> Shink. Oh shit! I'm sorry. <laughs> There's blood everywhere. Just imagine the sketch. That's all I want you to do. Just imagine all the blood falling out of his mouths. <laughs> Remember the first time I thought of that? I thought that's so funny, and I'm the only one that will enjoy it. But I'm gonna subject people to it. Just like some other comedians subject people to humping a stool. Like that's my humping a stool bit. My Wolverine fisting is the equivalent of a bro humping a stool. I like to think it's maybe a little bit more artistic. I feel like if something has blood, then it's more artistic in some way. I don't know. It's weird. Um, uh, I'm just gonna, this is, a, I haven't written this or anything. This is just a story that happened because I went to Coachella recently and something happened on, because I went alone, and when you're driving around alone in Coachella, people think you're an Uber driver, apparently. Even if you don't have the U in the back of the car, they'll think you're an Uber driver. I was in the parking lot. This one dude, big dude, he comes, he knocks on my window, he says, hey, can you give me a ride? I said, he asks, I say, I guess. He's like, yeah, just, I'll give you 80 bucks. 80 bucks. I said, oh, for sure. Get in my car. One dude. All of nowhere, three other people come in, flood the back of my car. They open it. I'm a college student, so my car is a mess. And they open it, there's books all over the place, and they're like, oh fuck, what is this? Like, <laughs> they come in, three people, they're all drunk. And two of them are girls, they were from Sweden. And one of them, and when they tapped my shoulder, they asked me, what's your name? And I was stupid, I said my real name. I don't think I should have said my real name, I said Chris, but it didn't matter, because they ended up calling me John anyway, so it was very strange. It was like, oh, John, you're very cute. Look at that cute Asian man, I'm not Asian. They kept calling me Asian too, they didn't give a shit about the facts. They voted for Trump, for sure. They're like, facts, fuck that. But they were from Sweden, so they probably, they weren't the problem. We're in there, and uh, one of the first, after they, after the formalities of getting my name wrong and everything, I hear zippers come off. And then it's just like those two girls, they like start blowing the one dude in the back of my car. And they're on top of my college books. <laughs> it's so 
I still have to read those. <laughs> I still have to use them. I will be returning them though. They're rented, so someone else will have this. Like their diseases will be pumping throughout the generation of college. It's gonna be so fun. Um, yeah. Oh my God, you're right. I'm patient zero. That's good. Um, yeah. And then, so there. And then the guy next to me, he's this big guy, and all he can think about like there's people in the back of my car fucking, and all he's asking me is like, dude, you gotta stop by Carl's Jr. Like, come on, go to Carl's Jr. I need this. I'm hungry. He keeps asking them in the back, are you hungry? Like, no, we're fine. We're sucking dick. But he's just like, no, Carl's Jr. Right now. We go to Carl's Jr. I hated it because I was so afraid that I was going to get arrested because they didn't have their seatbelts on. That was my number one thing. I didn't, like, I wasn't sure if fucking in a car was illegal, but I knew the seatbelt was a problem, and I did not want any problems. So I'm driving around, finally finding Carl's Jr., 20-minute wait, and then they're like, oh, we have to pee so bad. So, like, two of them walk out, like, all, not naked, but basically naked, and then they're pissing in the bushes. Um... We get the food. I go, we go to their place. I found out, so the guy he gave me, they all pitched in 40 bucks. And I was like, fuck, you said 80 bucks. And this was like a hour long ride. And it was like 2 a.m., I had to go home. So I was pissed. So I was like, usually I don't do this. Usually I'm a pushover. Like I I don't fight for the things that I want usually. Like if somebody, if if I'm in line and somebody cuts in front of me, I'm I'm like, whatever. In my head, I'm like killing them, but in my, you know, in reality, I'm just looking at the back of their head, angry. It's like, uh, how dare you? <laughs> but this time I was like, no, I, I, wanna, I wanna prove that bit wrong. I wanna fucking fight for what I want. I wanna fight for, this is, my, this is my 60s right now. This is my civil rights movement. And I said, I walked out the car, I went to follow them, the doors open and they're already, there's like four dudes and just two girls and now there's good lighting and I see that the two girls, this isn't a good situation these let's just say they have acne on their faces like that's it wasn't a good thing like cops and stuff should get involved but i'm just, i just want my money so i say dude can you give me my like like here like here's all the money i have and it looked like a lot but it was just singles it was like three singles i'm like fuck man come on and i go to the other room and i see the big guy he's eating the carl's jr still and uh one of the girls she comes up she taps me on the shoulder and she says here i'll 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 repay you. I'll, you did good services. I'll give you money. And I thought, hmm, am I gonna get uh, a blowjob today? Yeah. I didn't. She was actually for real. She said she was gonna. She did get me money. Like that was. And I think I would like the money more than the blowjob. I think because I don't know. That's pretty much the end of the story. Then I went home and. There's some good parts in there that I'll figure out, I'll listen to in the podcast, and it'll be fun. Cool. Thank you guys for letting me work that out very much. Thank you. Chris Vialta is not an Uber driver, but he's felt the pain of people getting into his car and treating him like a slave. Your next comedian has long hair and a goofy attitude. You can't see his fun outfits, but we get to enjoy him every week as he MC hammers his way into our hearts with his weird pants and his tracksuit tops <laughs> and his funny jokes. Everybody clap wildly for Marty Cunney. This outfit is not weird, is it? No, no today you're normal, but usually, no. I mean. Sometimes. I, I, 
It's a given. I sometimes wear odd clothing, and I think that's okay because um, when you don't wear underwear, everything feels comfortable. So honestly, I just like to live it up. So I uh, I figure I had to throw in a joke. I, I've been working on jokes about that fire festival because God damn, is that a gold mine? You guys know what I'm talking about. The festival that was down in the Bahamas that went tits up last week. And uh, really just, just feeding millennial hate like nothing ever before. Like it was literally just a big target on like the, the collective millennial back. It was like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> this is what you get with all your money. Nothing. You can't pay for a festival to happen in the Bahamas. Like that's not... That's the limits of money. Like, that's how that can't happen. The festival was put on by a man named Ja Rule, a famous rapper. Uh, And the first thing I thought was, well, this just goes to show what happens when you try to do something without Shanti, Ja Rule. (laughs) Where would I be without basic amenities? (laughs) I'm going to keep working on those. Um... So uh, this week, this NBA player, uh, fresh out of college, he's a pretty big deal, and uh, he decided it'd be a good idea to put out a shoe line, as many NBA players decide to do. Except that he decided that his shoe line was going to cost five hundred dollars a pair. Oh God! Yeah, and uh, he, you know, tried to dress it up. Uh, you know, you know, trying to say something about it. it's the it's the culture. Like I don't know. I, I, I kind of zoned out and just kind of was staring at his face in disbelief as soon as he said the price. But uh, when he, he, he did uh, point out one good thing, though, is like a really good value that comes with it is um, he gives you a free rape acquittal because, you know, all NBA players get those in their contracts. So, you know, he's trying to really that's that's a pretty good deal. If you think about it, 500 bucks, that's like a 200 dollars shoe and a rape acquittal. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um so I went on a uh, blind date the other night. Can you believe that? Yeah. Yeah. So my friend set me up and uh, she said, yeah, I think you're really going to like this girl. I show up to her house, knock on the door because uh, I'd never seen this girl before and uh, went off to a bad start because her dad opened the door. I was like, oh, I wasn't sure this is the kind of person I'd be dealing with that she's living at home. But hey, you know, whatever. More power to you. Save some money. He says, oh, uh, you here for uh, Michelle? Let me go get her. I thought, let me go get her, man. So it means let me go yell for her. Uh, he runs upstairs, and he's carrying her down the stairs because she's a quadriplegic. And uh, I was a little taken aback. I was a little flabbergasted. She, uh, I, but I wasn't trying to like, you know, be like, what the fuck is this? I was just like, oh, hey, huh? hi, Michelle. Uh, takes her down the stairs, and uh, she says, okay, you ready to go? I was like, oh, fucking guys. And... Uh, she says, well, we have to take the van because obviously uh, I need, you know, special equipment. I was like, okay, sure. Get, uh, get in the van. We drive out. We have dinner. We see a movie. It was actually like a pretty nice time. She's a pretty cool girl. And I actually, we, were, we kissed at the end of the day. And she was like, listen, I really don't get out of the house much. Um, I got I to gotta be honest with you. I really just want to have sex. I was like, all right, sure. Uh, so... How does this work? Like, and she's like, okay, okay. So in the back, I have a bunch of ropes and like pulleys, and there's a park nearby with a jungle gym. It was at nighttime, so you know, no kids around or nothing. 
And she said, you put me up on this, you know, I'll show you how to fix it up. And that's, that's how we do it. I was like, okay, so a, you've done this before <laughs> B for sure. This sounds great. And it was, I mean, have you ever fucked someone from like a pulley system who can't use their arms and legs? It was the most fun experience of my life. It was like the coolest game of fucking global guts or like legend of the hidden temple ever. It's like swinging around. It was amazing. It was one of the most fun nights of my life. And we, it was great. We finish. I, we put, we go back in the van. I take her home. Her dad takes her back. And, uh, I say, all right, good night. And I go back in my car and, uh, he comes outside and he's like, Hey, wait, 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 wait. It's like, I'm like, Oh shit. I'm like, oh, fuck. He's going to fucking kill me. He knows what's going on. And, uh, I'm like, I'm trying to drive. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. Stop, stop. I was like, all right, all right. Roll my window down. And he goes, hands me, goes to hand me a hundred dollar bill. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like, I, I he's like, hey, thanks a lot for taking her out. I know that was kind of a surprise, but I really appreciate it. It sounds like she had a good time. Um, I really hear I was like, I can't take this. I was like, no, 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 please take it. I was like, I really can't. I had a great time. She was a great girl. He's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. Please take this. The last time someone took her out, they left her tied up in the jungle gym naked. I was like, okay, all right. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, blind dates. <laughs> Fun stuff. Um, so I got to admit that I'm pretty high... And I wrote down sucking dicks for the prompt of my next line. And I really am not super sure what I'm talking about. So I'll go with uh, the one, the most recent dick sucking joke I wrote. Um, I was in the park uh, this last week because it it's really been hot lately. Uh, it's been really warm. And, uh, you know, it's nice, nice to spend in the park, you know. And uh, I was up in Dolores and I bought a popsicle from the ice cream man. And I was eating it and this lady comes up to me and she's like, Sir, can you stop eating the popsicle like that? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just eating this popsicle here. And she's like, you don't know what I'm talking about. Please stop eating the popsicle like that. I said, listen, lady, I don't know what you mean. She says, sir, I have to ask you to please stop eating the popsicle like that. I was like, no, I'm trying to enjoy my rights as an American. It's hot outside. I'm trying to enjoy this popsicle. She says, I know there's little kids over here and you're deep throating it and stroking it with your hands. And I said, okay, you got me. I have weak Irish teeth from eating potatoes all my life. I was raised Irish Catholic. Potatoes are very bad for your teeth. They're really weak in them. So I can't just bite through this thing. I have to get the friction up, okay? This is important, okay? And she said, okay, I accept that premise. <laughs> and, uh, but sir, could you stop moaning so loud while you do it? I said, no, because it's a sexual thing. It's not the primary intent. It's a fortunate byproduct for me, okay? Oh, no, I remember what dick sucking joke I wanted to tell now. Um, I'm trying to edit this one down because it goes on too long. Get it? Um, I heard a kid the other day tell me, uh, I told, no, no, he told his friend that, you know, he was trying to insult me. He said, you're so gay, I bet you'd suck a dick for a million dollars. And I was like, smart, kid. Smart. You're bidden high. Because really, your asking price is much lower than that. Right? That's what I, that's what I, because I, I mean, let's face it, your dick sucking price, realistically, especially at like my age, it's way lower than a million dollars. I mean, I'm even, when I was in student debt, maybe it was a little higher, you know, I would try to like leverage that. But now that I'm debt free, it's like, oh, that price has dropped way down. 
You know, I'm, I'm a debt-free man. My dick-sucking price is low. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but, I mean, what, what would I place my dick-sucking price at? Like, probably 10 grand. That's what I'd go for. You can pay me 10 grand to suck a dick easy. Like, who in here wouldn't go, wouldn't suck a dick for 10 grand? Like, how straight are you guys? Come on. And so, but then I realized, I thought to myself, who the fuck is going to pay me $10,000 to suck a dick? I've been not sucking dick my whole life. There's people that have been sucking dick for 20, 30 plus years. They're probably a lot better than me. They probably could earn that 10 grand. You know, it's not like you walk up to some fucking jackass with a guitar on the street. You're like, you look, at, you look like you got the goods. Let me give you a fucking record deal. It's like, no, no, no. You want someone you know has got experience. So, so you, go, you go out and get some experience, right? I'm trying to think of like how many dicks does it take to suck till you're like decent at it? Anyone? I'm guessing like four, four dicks. Because you got your, too, too low? You think it takes more? I mean, you're going to do more than one. You're 10 dicks. So you got your starter dick, right? That first, that first one, you get that out of the way. That guy's getting a lot of teeth, right? And then you get, you tried a couple different sizes because this guy is painting. You don't know what, you know what you're dealing with, right? And you just try a black guy because you're always curious. And, uh, you know, by then you've probably got the run of the dicks that you need. So the day finally comes, you find this guy to pay you to suck, to suck his dick. I'm like, wow, great. So you're down there and you're getting to work and it's some big, fat, sweaty old dude because it's not like fucking George Clooney's paying you to blow him, you know? And you're going at it and this guy, you're trying to get it over with quickly, but he's trying to get his money worth. He's fucking riding your head and sticking it down your throat and easing up on the throttle. He's edging himself with your fucking gullet. And... <laughs> The moment finally comes and he fucking blows it all over you. And even this fucking jizz smells like armpit sweat. And after all that, he forgot to say no homo. You're gay now. You blew it. All right. I'm Marty Cunny. Thanks a lot, guys. You're gay now. Marty Cunny, everyone. Yay. Your next comedian is my favorite Russian. And I love when he talks about his pants. He is a very, very funny man, and I love his pants and his jokes. Uh, clap wildly, everyone, for Gene Feld. So I found these pants. They're great pants. Just fantastic fucking pants. Anyway, so I was thinking, I know, surprise. Um, like, how the fuck did we get here? Like, imagine if O.J. Simpson would have given couples counseling a stab. <laughs> like, th that would have profound effect on humanity. No one would know who the fuck the Kardashians are. We could have avoided the whole reality TV fiasco, and Donald Trump would not be president. But OJ didn't believe in, in couples counseling, like at all. Like he didn't believe in couples counseling as much as LAPD didn't believe in respecting black people. So here we are about to go to war with North Korea. 
Who the fuck thinks it's a good idea to go to war with North Korea? I mean, the people that take hot water for granted want to go to war with, uh, with the people that think that instant mashed potatoes is a luxury? <laughs> you know, the people that went to amusement parks as, as kids want to go to war with a country where the top attraction is the mummified body of their leader. It's the top attraction, the, the mausoleum of like the first Kim. I forgot what his name is. Kim Il-sung, very good. Got a North Korea file here. <laughs> that figures, this fucking communist mission. A bunch of North Korea lovers. I don't know. Trump and Putin, like, it seems like their bromance is kind of stalling. I don't know what's up with that. And in general, I think that, um, like, I kind of look forward to the restarting of the Cold War. Because, you know, I grew up during the Cold War. I learned to masturbate during the Cold War. And I think that some other good things can happen. <laughs> but yeah, Putin and Trump, no, no, the bromance is, is like ending. I don't know where that's going. The what? Dig dip deeper. So I have a problem with the, like the short e sound in English and the long e, like the distinction between the the bitch and the beach. It's just like it's been a lifelong struggle, it seems, to distinguish bitches from beaches. <laughs> what else should we talk about? I, I kind of want to talk about J. Edgar Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover, like he really abused his power. He's an evil motherfucker. Also a closeted crossdresser, which got me thinking that if only he could be an out of the closet crossdresser, maybe visit the, exactly, maybe visit the Folsom Street Fair, like every, at least every other year. Yeah, in general, if you ever find yourself in the Folsom Street Fair and you see a guy in some, like, really out there getup, and he turns out to be an off-duty federal agent, like, you should treat him like royalty. He's the best hope we have. <laughs> Which is kind of, you know, it's not a lot of hope. All we're hoping for is federal agents that at some point went to Folsom Street Fair. But in any case, I don't know. If, uh, I, I think if Hoover could, uh, could be an open perv, then uh, maybe Kennedy would still be alive. What else should we talk about? You guys think that honor is good? Like, are you a good person if you always act with honor? 
or just the fucking coward who cannot live with his shame. I feel like this has some sort of a continuation, but maybe next time. I don't have a mantle, which isn't really a problem because, you know, being from Russia, we didn't have participation trophies. You know, the top three kids got something, and the rest were told they're worthless. But they could still get medals in the army. So, so yeah, not having a mantle is not a problem. That fireplace would not have worn my soul. Excellent. I think I'm going to stop here. Thank you, guys. Gene Feld, everyone, and his pants. <laughs> Sorry, I love his accent. It makes me think of like the 80s. Every time he gets up, I want to yell like, Wolverines! <laughs> right? Your next comedian is has props today. He might have props. He's he looks really slick today. Like he's gonna try to sell you a used car that doesn't have an engine in it or something like that. Uh, hey, you're gonna laugh hysterically because he's a really really funny dude. Everyone, Zach Wiseman. So I was uh, doing some internet the other day, and I found out. Uh, They'd hold something in their hand, like a wrench or some ball bearings, and then the, they would proceed to like take a nap. And as soon as they fell asleep, the wrench would hit the floor and wake them up, and then they'd jot down their ideas. And I was like, how could these guys be that smart if they didn't even know that heroin existed? <laughs> You're just simulating heroin, guys. I do that shit all the time. I don't have to hold anything in my hand. I just go, whoa. Oh, fuck. It's great. I think it's funny that people uh, be like, well, if you don't like it, you can suck my dick. They don't like it, suck my dick. Fuck them, suck my dick. And I think it's really weird that all these people uh, want people that hate them to have their dick in their mouth. Like, do you want your dick bitten off? Is that what you're going for? I hate my dick. Just chew it right off my body. So by uh. <laughs> By a round of applause, who here uh, knew that Walt Disney was an anti-Semite? Round of applause. Okay. Has anybody ever looked that up? You did. You. You've ever, really? Dope. I just think it's hilarious that everybody knows that to be true, and maybe two people have looked it up, right? That, ain't that a motherfucker? You could die. And he's like, yeah, he hated Jews. And we're like, sure. Fuck yeah, fuck him. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say I hate everybody right before I die. I'm like, I was all the bad things. You can't get me now. I think it's funny when people uh they'll quit smoking and then like for a month they're like, I can I can smell so much better now. I can smell so I just smell the blah blah And I can always smell the shit they're talking about. Like, oh, I smell the, the jasmine in the air. I'm like, yeah, I smell that. I smell oh you smell those sandwiches? Yeah, I fucking smell the sandwiches. It's a, and then eventually it just goes like, what's that smell? I'm like, well, I don't know. 
So I think I'm going to keep smoking. Like the only thing, they, they just smell bad smells that I don't smell. It's fucking great, dude. Just keep smoking. Do you guys know babies are made out of cum? Everybody know that? Made out of cum. Those babies are entirely cum. Vaginas are just factories that assemble cum. They just put that cum together, shoot out a baby. That's all I want there. Every time you don't cut up those ring six packs, every time you don't cut that up, it goes out in the ocean and it strangles a seagull, right? And that feeds a raccoon. Every time you cut up your six pack can thing and then throw it in the trash and not litter, you're starving out raccoons and forcing them into the city. Keep littering, guys. Let's fucking keep these raccoons out of the city. Fucking. Oh, man. So my biggest problem with uh, rape fantasies is that I always have to play the rapist. Every time. It's always me. I'm the rapist again? Fuck. I don't want to. Jesus. What happened to fucking knight in shining armor fantasies? Huh? Can I be a knight? I'd much rather be a knight than a rapist. Knights get, like, horses and swords and shit. Fucking, never seen a rapist on a horse? Well, Mongolia, never mind, I'm sorry. It's just, it's just ridiculous. I don't, I don't feel comfortable with it. Like, I won't even have to be a good guy. I don't even have to be a good guy in your fantasy. Can I be a murderer? I'll take murderer over rapist. People at least have empathy for murderers. You know what I mean? Hey, break into my house, try to hurt my family. Might have to murder you too. You never gonna hear that about rape. Nobody's like, break into my house, try to hurt my family. Might have to rape you too. You know? Nobody's saying that. Plus, I do not have the body type for this fantasy. I'm not built like a rapist. You know? This is this is more of like a date rapist body type, or maybe blackmail rapist. You know? I do have uh, revealing photos of your father, the senator. <laughs> so, it's all, it's all, it's all I really want to do. Those are the jokes I was working on. Yeah. Wait, ju- just keep going. We have so much time. Will you please just keep going? Okay. Do you, do you, do you guys think that when the aliens killed the dinosaurs, they're like, uh, make it look like an accident. You think that? <laughs> I really like that joke. <sighs> so people, uh, I spend most of my time depressed. I'm just, uh, I fake it pretty good sometimes, but most of the time I'm just fucking miserable. And uh, people would be like, you know, Zach, if you're feeling bad, you can come talk to us. You just come talk to us, you know? And I'm like, fucking why? Do you want to feel bad too? You want, because I just have like depressing good points. You know what I mean? Like, uh, consider this. If everybody that ever felt like killing themselves did it, it would weed itself out genetically. It would just kill itself off. You know what I mean? And there's no fucking counterpoint to that. What are you fucking going to debate this issue with me? I mean, people say like, oh, just uh, go get a... Go get a gym membership. Go get a go to the gym. Like fucking Ashton Tate, I owe you thirty dollars. You think I afford a fucking gym membership? <laughs> and besides that, is there an amount of push-ups I could do to make people not scum? Is that a fucking number I can reach? Can I bench press textiles not being all murder? Is that a fucking number? It's ridiculous. 
And I fucking, I just quit caring about everybody's things. I don't care about your problems. I don't care about your fucking thing. How am I supposed to care about what fucking bathroom you use when, when I'm learning about it from a fucking device made out of fucking conflict minerals and dead fucking Chinese slaves? You know, like, oh, your bathroom? I'm really concerned about your bathroom. Jesus, fuck. Rappers will be like, black lives matter, and they'll just be covered in diamonds. I'm like, what? How do you fucking, you're just killing more Africans. Ugh. How am I supposed to care? Why, why would I fucking care? I don't care anymore. I, just, I, I, I care as much as everybody else cares, which is none. Fucking no amounts. Donald Trump's going to ruin America. Uh, no, we already did it. We already passed the level of carbon emissions needed to sustain life on the surface of the earth. So, hey, good luck. Fucking, yeah, Donald Trump's going to do it. Nobody stopped driving. Nobody did any of that shit. We all did. We're all scum, guys. It's not Donnie. It was everybody. I was, uh, I was making the argument that Donald Trump was art the other day. I'm like, Donald Trump, that man is art. If the objective of art is to inspire emotion in people, he's fucking done the shit out of that, right? And someone came back with, uh, all right, if Donald Trump is art, who made him? You have to make art. I'm like, yeah, that's true. You know, mountains are beautiful. They are not art. Uh, and I was thinking for a while. I'm like, oh, we did it. All of us. Donald Trump is a collaborative American effort. You know, we just make really bad art. If you know the name Omarosa, you partially made Donald Trump. You fucking you let it happen. So, yeah, we're all scum, guys. Fuck it. You know what I mean? We should all just kill ourselves. Or not. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just projecting. <laughs> Ever since Donald Trump's been elected, I, uh, <clears throat> I find myself having to tell a lot more people that I am, in fact, uh, a nihilist. Because I think it's hilarious. You know, they'll be like, can you believe they elected, America elected a B-list celebrity? Can you believe that? I'm like, fucking yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> They're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, well, lots of stuff. But you just care about this because you're, like, personally invested in this. Like, you have too much, like, you're concerned with uh, not dying or you have friends that you want to not die. I have no such concerns, none at all. I'm pretty sure everybody I know could, could die and I wouldn't cry. Wouldn't shed a fucking single tear. I thought about this for a while. It just, I think it's funny. Can't I enjoy things too? Let me have my fun, all right? Like, this is a guy who at one point in time uh, started his own line of steaks. He had Trump brand steaks that you could purchase exclusively through the Sharper Image catalog. Office chairs and VCRs and Trump steaks. That's goddamn hilarious. He's using all his millions of dollars to make jokes. And I like that, all right? I can fucking enjoy that if I want. Like, if you could watch Earth from TV, you'd be like, they elected who? This next season is going to be hilarious. This will be the best one yet. Next season on Earth, we promote a tertiary gimmick character to the lead role. Is ISIS the Illuminati? I enjoyed that. Yeah. Oh, me? Oh, yeah, motherfucker. Uh, he just got caught in something and then owned it within like one second. 
He was like, who, me? Oh, yeah, motherfucker. It's a guy who knows how to debate right there. Who, me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Pulled the... Ah, oh, man. All right, I'm done now. I'm done. That's good. Zach Wiseman, everyone. Zach Wiseman, yay. Yay, 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 Zach Wiseman. Uh, hey, everybody. If you've been enjoying music in the fills tonight, that's because it's from a new band called Mental 99. Uh, super cool stuff. I'm going to use this a lot. Uh, guitarist Joe Gore and drummer Don Richardson performing live with no overdubs. Anyways, it was a lot of fun tonight. I'm going to use them again and again. We are going to shut it down. We're going to listen to the rest of... Um, Steve Pogey's Felony Funny, but we will be back at 8 o'clock in about 18 minutes with Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse tonight. It's uber shitty comics who drive. They've driven for Lyft or Uber, and we're actually encouraging the audience tonight to give two to three minute stories of their own hellish Uber and Lyft experiences. I have a dumb phone, so I don't even have access to that bullshit. So <laughs> uh, We're also selling cool t-shirts from Katie Shewell's Wakeman that say uber shitty, and they're really cool. So, um, Stick around, hang out with us. Um, I'm gonna switch back to Poji. Um, I'm only playing Steve Poji because, um, you know, we miss him. He's in Missouri now, and that sucks. And I guess he's killing it out there, but boo. Uh, so yay, but he's still funny. This is his, he has a new album coming out soon as well. Two months later, the city of St. Louis reviews the incident, and they feel that I should have been charged with felony burglary. Felony burglary. That makes it sound like I had a plan. <laughs> now, the problem that, like, I got in all kinds of trouble, man. Like, just two weeks ago, I just got off probation after two years off of one night of drinking, just getting a little too crazy, right? Involved my buddy Sean, you saw earlier. We were just gonna go out, have a couple drinks, walk back to his place. He lived close. I got separated. All right, I blacked out. When I woke up, I was wearing an orange paper government-issued jumpsuit <laughs> with two taser wounds to my chest and a lot of goddamn questions. Because I didn't know why I was there. I didn't know what time it was. I started to freak out. To keep myself from having a full-on panic attack, you know what I did? Yoga. Yeah, that's how stupid I am. This is my first night in jail. What do I do? Show the other prisoners how flexible I am. Oh. What a good idea, Steve. Maybe next time you can make some fake boobs out of toilet paper. That will accomplish the same thing. I just sit in that cell for what felt like forever, man. Eventually a detective came in. He took me into an interrogation room. We reviewed the evidence. Turns out that in my blackout, I walked to my buddy Sean's house. But Sean thought it would be a hilarious idea to have this girl I'd never met before answer his door and say he doesn't live there. <laughs> now thankfully, I know bullshit when I see it. So I walk around the side of Sean's house and I kick in his back door. So then Sean lived four houses down. <laughs> yeah, that's why I got tasered. Instead of being at Sean's house, I was just at some lady's house and she didn't want me there. But apparently I really wanted to get in there. So I kick in the door, she gets scared, she calls the cops, they show up, right? They're all pissed off. 
Like I tried to surrender. I tried to be like, hey, look, I'm drunk and confused. Please don't electrocute me, all right, buddy? But I was blackout wasted, so instead of saying that, it came out a lot more like, birds, birds. Like, fuck, tase him, Larry. The kid's got rabies or something. What's wrong with him? It's a sick little bitch. Here's the thing, in the, if, in the state of Missouri, if you get arrested and you don't remember why you got arrested, by law, the detective has to read you the police report out loud in case you can't read. Because if you do some shit like that, you probably can't read. You probably know three words. Where's the cherry bombs? That's it. You got issues. But it was scary, man. Like I was sitting there, right? And I'm in there with the detective. I'm handcuffed from my wrist to my ankles. I got the jumpsuit on. Detective comes in. He's got the, the Kevlar vest. He's ripped. He looks like Hulk Hogan's older brother. Right? He's got the platinum badge. But I'm like, why do you have the vest on, man? Like I'm handcuffed. There's not a lot of fight left in this dog. You electrocuted me. All right, I've been tapping out for hours. You just haven't paid attention. Why would you wear the, even if I wanted to come after you, what am I gonna do? Like, nah, 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 like, you're not gonna lose a nipple, O'Malley. Get rid of the vest. All right, relax. But he was all pissed off, man. He was furious. He's sitting there, he's all bulked up, right? He's got this fat, swollen shoebox head, these angry wrinkles, angry wrinkles. It's like a pack of hot dogs was glued to his forehead. Uh, he's reading me the police report. I ended up laughing in his face. I couldn't help it. I couldn't. He's going, the officers instructed the suspect, Steve Pogey, to lay on the ground and put his hands behind his head. The suspect, Steve Pogey, responded by saying, that's what she said. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that's what she said. And then I did the electric slide, but not in the fun way, no. He's electric, boogie-woogie, unconscious. That's what happens. And sometimes you shit your pants. That's just a fact. All right, I didn't shit my pants. No, I'm an alcoholic, not a sissy. There's a difference. Start rumors about me. They gave me three misdemeanors. They sent me on my way. Two months later, the city of St. Louis reviews the incident, and they feel that I should have been charged with felony burglary. Felony burglary. That makes it sound like I had a plan. The hell, I didn't even have a mask. Isn't that the first step in planning a burglary? Step one, put on your mask. Step two, I don't know what that would be. Um, if I had to make a guess, I'd probably say, don't ring the fucking doorbell. That's probably a good number two, right? You wanna ring the doorbell and wake everyone up if you're gonna burgle them, right? I'm not a criminal mastermind, but I saw the first 10 minutes of Dark Knight. All right, there seems to be more to it than just ding dong, give me your electronics. We're being burgled. Like that's... Never seen an episode of CSI or Law and Order that started off with, well, he rang the doorbell and shit got real. Seems weird. But I had to get arrested twice for the same thing. That's not supposed to happen. Right? Like, I never thought that would ever happen. That'd be like if you were pregnant and you went to the doctor and the doctor's like, oh, your baby's pregnant. You're like, what the fuck? That is not supposed to happen. I'm like, well, it's different than the movies. Like, what? I'm like, I was already like in AA and like rehab. Like, that's the thing. Like, like, I had to talk to my family about it, right? But I made the mistake of when I talked to my family, I talked to them individually when I should have talked to them as a group. 
Because individually, they all said the same cliche phrase during every single conversation at some point. They go, Steve, if you don't change your behavior, you're gonna go to jail. Well, you're gonna get raped by a 300 pound black man named Bubba. Like his race and weight are an issue. Could be a white guy with freckles named Chuck. I'm still getting raped, that hasn't changed. I'm not scared of his ethnicity. I'm scared of getting plugged like a light bright. Whose side? This is my support group? Really? Get the Rumplemans. This fellowship is broken. Yeah, we did not make it to Mordor. No, we did not. My new warrant. Like, I didn't know what to do. Like, they said, I got a single mail, so they had a warrant for us. I called the city. I didn't know what to say. And I'm like, uh, I want to talk to a manager. Like, what are you supposed to do? I didn't get a manager. I got the bail bonds department. $25,000 bail, no bond. $25,000. People, I haven't made that in my life yet. Let alone come up with it on a sunny Wednesday afternoon. Like, that's just not gonna happen. Right? I don't have 25,000 of anything. I don't have 25,000 cell phone minutes. I have unlimited fucking minutes. So I was in a bind. Three weeks, I had to go on the run from the cops. Three weeks. The cops are out looking for me, but I'm a comic. This is my home comedy club. So yeah, there's a task force of dudes trying to hunt me down. But I still gotta get on Facebook and be like, I may or may not be at the Funny Bone this week. You wanna roll the dice and head on out, that's your business, but don't tell anybody. All right, don't tell anybody. It's crazy, I was scared for those three weeks. Well, I was scared, but I felt kind of okay about it, right? Because I'd seen the first two seasons, The Dog, The Bounty Hunter. And I was like, oh, I know what goes on here. Like, yeah, like, okay, if I see a guy with a mullet, with a girl with a huge boobs, and they're talking about Christ, just cross the street and don't make eye contact. I should be able to get away with this for a while. I had to go through a trial that was over a year long. A year long, just to prove that I was an asshole and not a criminal. I had to actually meet up with my lawyer and go over crime scene photos. I kicked in one broad's door, 32 photos. 32! So you picture the door, the door frame, the moon, a skunk running across the street, cops looking serious, cops giving each other bunny ears, cops planking on the porch, like what the fuck? Is this an investigation or a scrapbook party? Because I don't have my squiggly scissors. No, I do not. But got over it. It was good. Got reduced to trespassing. Had to go on house arrest. That sucked. Had to move back into my mom's. It's a terrible reason to have to move back in with your mom. Because eventually you have that power struggle argument. Most people, they get a pretty good argument. Like, I'm going to save up some money and then I'll show you. When I pay off my car, I'm going to go out in the world and make something of myself. My soapbox was not that big. No, I'm like, yeah, well, when the government stops tracking me, I got some shit I'm gonna do. I'm gonna open up an account at PNC, I'll tell you that. It's terrible. The problem was like my mom, she didn't understand my issues with alcohol. She assumed it was all kinds of drugs. So she wouldn't knock on my door before she came in, she'd just kick it open, right? Like Jack Bauer from 24. Just kick it open, she'd what's going on here? You got a mountain of cocaine, a belt around your arm? What are you doing, fucker? Right? Never caught me doing any other drugs. Uh, she did catch me masturbating. Yeah, six times, it's not even embarrassing anymore. <laughs> now that's just how we talk. <laughs> so, well, mom, that's why we knock. Yeah, 
No, I want to go eat with Aunt Linda. That sounds great. Chevy's perfect. The Mexican fits with the video. I like this. Oh, he likes to bang Latin, bruh. It's finally over. All right, me and Sean are still buddies. He actually just got a new place. Called me up the other day. He's like, hey, man, come on over and check it out. I was like, all right, I'll be there in like 10 minutes. He's like, cool, man, 1406C, doors unlocked. Just come on in. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I am never just walking in anywhere ever again. I will call you in the parking lot. You can walk my ass in there. Because I'm not just coming in, ever. We go over there and we're hanging out. He's showing me his place. Like He's got a place of his own. He starts bitching. He's like, man, I like the place, but I look out my window. You know what I see? A dumpster right there. He's like, so what, dude? I look out my window, you know what I see? My mom, right there. The dumpster's not gonna ask you to cut the grass. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was good, man. I'm happy I went through it. Cause I got to do a lot of comedy out of it. And that was the surprise to tell people the story. Like, I didn't always get to do comedy. I actually used to work as a manager for a restaurant where I had to train some of the dumbest sons of bitches on the face of this planet, man. Just absolute morons. I don't know what it is about morons wanting to make sandwiches, but there's a lot of them. I trained them all. This one guy I like to tell the story about is his very first day, right? He comes in, I'm just showing him around the kitchen, being easy. Hey okay, man, going to dry storage on the third rack, second shelf next to the chair. If you're like me, you're probably wondering, should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. Global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, 
there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Four ninety nine.